Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Anchors Away. The rate the anchor's dragging right now. All right, you're on your own. Castle's coming up. This could be disastrous. And grease is the word. Get ready to hand jive. It's grease night. I'm Jared Hall from Entertainment Weekly, and here's what to watch on Monday, October 18th. We're counting down today's top three must-see picks from TV and movies. But first, your entertainment headlines. Betty Lynn, the actress best known for playing Barney Fife's girlfriend Thelma Lou on The Andy Griffith Show, has died at 95. The Griffith Museum, which the Surrey Arts Council operates in Mount Airy, North Carolina, announced the news in a Facebook post on Sunday. Lynn's other credits include Barnaby Jones, The Mod Squad, and the 1950 film version of Cheaper by the Dozen. Hollywood has narrowly avoided a near-total shutdown for now, as the union representing most of the industry's crew members reached a tentative agreement for a new three-year contract with the major studios over the weekend. About 60,000 crew members had been poised to strike if a deal was not reached, which would have brought nearly all film and TV production to a halt nationwide. The contract will still need to be ratified by IATSE members, many of whom have expressed disappointment in the terms negotiated by their leadership. Michael Caine has not yet taken his final bow. The 88-year-old actor has seemingly disputed reports that he is retiring from acting, despite instigating those reports himself. During a Friday interview on the BBC radio show Cremota Mayo's Film Review, Caine said that his performance in the 2021 film Best Sellers would be his final acting role, noting that he hasn't worked in two years and has a spine problem that makes walking difficult for him. Caine says his recent success with a couple books has made writing more appealing. But the host then clarified if Caine was saying this was indeed his final movie. They haven't been in the office, obviously, for two years because nobody's been making any movies I'd want to do. But also, you know, I'm 88. There's not not exactly scripts pouring out with the leading man is 88, you know? After many news outlets, including EW, reported the news of Kane saying this was his final movie, he then clarified on social media, writing on Twitter, quote, I haven't retired and not a lot of people know that. EW has reached out to Kane's representatives for comment. Michael Myers may terrify his victims, but he can't scare away moviegoers. The Halloween franchise proved its over 40-year staying power over the weekend with its newest offering, Halloween Kills, which debuted with $50.3 million at the domestic box office. In the second place spot, the 25th James Bond movie and Daniel Craig's last as 007, 
No Time to Die earned another $24.3 million. Meanwhile, Venom Let There Be Carnage also held strong, making $16.5 million in its third weekend. Rounding out the top five were The Addams Family 2 with $7.19 million, and the weekend's other new release, Ridley Scott's The Last Duel, starring Matt Damon and Ben Affleck in fifth place with $4.82 million. And NBC has temporarily shut down production on America's Got Talent Extreme, a spinoff of AGT, after a daredevil-slash-escape artist was injured while rehearsing a stunt for the show on Thursday. Stuntman Jonathan Goodwin was airlifted to an Atlanta-area hospital with unknown injuries after a stunt went wrong, according to TMZ, which reported that news Friday. The show has been filming at the Atlanta Motor Speedway. For more on those stories, plus other news, reviews, interviews, and more, head on over to EW.com. Now, time to tell you more. Tell you more about our number three pick, Dancing with the Stars. Grease is the word this week as the couples perform routines inspired by the beloved musical, while the teen angel himself, Frankie Avalon, will stop by to perform Beauty School Dropout live in the ballroom. The routines this week will include a Viennese waltz to Look at Me, I'm Sandra D" by Melora Hardin and Artem, a quick step to You're the One That I Want by Melanie C. and Gleb, and a foxtrot to the Look at Me, I'm Sandra D." reprise by Jojo Siwa and Jenna. There are only so many songs in Greece, okay? The question then is who will go home this week? But it probably won't be Harden, who earned the first 10 of the season last week with her jazz routine to Mother Knows Best from Tangled with her own vocals. Here's some of the judges' feedback from last week. Darian! <laughs> You're a little cray-cray! <laughs> It all came out tonight. I love it. It's so theatrical. This is the kind of thing we want to see. We want to see everything big and bold at the fifth night of competition. You were amazing. It was a little safe. Just a, a hair safe. I just thought, I mean, it was amazing, but it was just a little safe. What did you think? Was it safe? Don't, don't start I'm, all that. You don't, don't just say oh, things to make them up. It, that had wit. <laughs> it had charm. It was truly delightful. Indeed, it was. And we will see if Harden and her partner can repeat their success tonight at 8 on ABC. Well, this is a rarity for what to watch. We have a musician here to talk about what they've been viewing lately. When talking to EW's Marcus Jones about his new album, These Things Happen Too, rapper g Easy answered the question, what you watching? Uh, the movie Pig with Nicolas Cage blew me away. I didn't expect it, you know, but it was, you know, I thought it was a beautiful movie. It was almost like uh, a very artsy, insensitive version of a John Wick. <laughs> he goes on, you know, a, a different kind of a rampage to get his, you know, his, his pet back, his, his, his best friend back. <laughs> um, you know, an animal that meant the world to him. The Anthony Bourdain doc was incredible. That blew me away as well. And Candyman was incredible. And go see that if you haven't yet. Wow, turns out g Easy is a major cinephile. Who knew? You should definitely check out all those movies he recommended. Pig, Candyman, and Roadrunner, a film about Anthony Bourdain, are all available to rent or buy on digital platforms and VOD. Number two. 
Speaking of movies, our number two pick today is a new indie freshly arrived on HBO Max, Women is Losers. Named after a Janis Joplin song, the film is set in 1960 San Francisco, where a Latina woman named Selena is fighting to create a better future for herself and her young son. Abandoned by the Vietnam vet who fathered her son, Selena must battle prejudice against women and people of color. Unwelcome advances from her boss, played by Shang-Chi star Simu Liu, and the stigma of single motherhood, among other obstacles. Here's a bit of the trailer. Your time is worth half of a man's. That might change in the future. No me busques, pendeja, que me vas a encontrar, te lo digo ahora. America, speak English. This whole time, he's all I've thought about. Good morning, Vietnam. Welcome home. Did you miss me? No, 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 no. Oh, no. We love each other, right? What are we waiting for? What are we going to do? I promise you, it's actually not as grim as it sounds. The debut feature from director Lisette Feliciano, Women is Losers, pairs its urgent message with a playful spirit and inventive approach, bringing a new spin to an all-too-familiar story and pointing toward a bright future for its creators. You can stream the movie on HBO Max right now. It's trivia time. Before becoming Shang-Chi, Women is Loser star Simu Liu made his first big screen appearance as an extra in what 2013 blockbuster? Iron Man 3, Fast and Furious 6, or Pacific Rim? Stick around for the answer and our number one pick. What to watch? We'll be right back. Hey everyone, I'm Sid Evans, Editor-in-Chief of Southern Living and host of Biscuits and Jam. Since 2020, I've been interviewing musicians, chefs, authors, and other Southern icons about their family traditions, their faith, their favorite meals, and of course, what it means to be Southern. And I'm excited to announce Season 5 of our award-winning podcast. Join me every Tuesday for new conversations with some of the most interesting and influential Southerners around. Be sure to follow Biscuits and Jam wherever you get your podcasts. You can also find us online at southernliving.com slash biscuits and jam. Welcome back to EW's What to Watch. This week in entertainment history, West Side Story was first released in theaters 60 years ago today on October 18th, 1961. Based on the hit Broadway musical by Arthur Lawrence, Leonard Bernstein, and Stephen Sondheim, the film retells Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet against the backdrop of two rival New York gangs, the White Jets and the Puerto Rican Sharks, with Richard Boehmer and Natalie Wood starring as young lovers Tony and Maria. A hit with critics and audiences alike, West Side Story became the highest grossing movie of 1961 and won 10 Oscars, including Best Picture and Best Supporting Actor and Actress for stars George Chakiris and Rita Moreno. 60 years later, the film remains one of the most beloved and acclaimed movie musicals of all time. 
As Ira Robbins wrote for EW in 1997, quote, with its concrete jungle setting and stirring rebuke of prejudice against Puerto Rican immigrants, this stunningly imaginative adaptation brought new resonance to Shakespeare's venerable tale. A remake directed by Steven Spielberg is set to hit theaters in December. And now, time to bring our number one pick into dock. It's the season finale of Below Deck Mediterranean. After a very choppy season, it all comes to an end on a hectic final day as the crew tries to pull off a picnic in an old Croatian fortress, while Matthew struggles to pull himself out of a spiral. Meanwhile, Sandy, Malia, and the deck crew face a dangerous anchor drag as an increasingly exhausted Katie tries to push through the final charter with only two stews. Here is a clip from the finale. I can't believe it's the end. Oh, no. I'd say it's not the end yet. <laughs> Yo, Katie. Real feelings start to come out on the last night. You're telling me not to do as many courses, and you won't tell me which ones to cut out. I don't mean to cut you off. It's just last night, I was still cleaning up dinner at 1 a.m. I know, but you need to I can't even think right now. I have shrimp, and then I was thinking a chicken, a beef, or a salmon. Salmon. Should I just serve salmon, or should I do surf and turf with beef? You've already done surf and turf. Do salmon. I can't deal with it. I need you to do your job. Like, I've got my own struggles going on right now. I'm trying to be awake for these guests. It's the last night. Just do what it is you've been doing the whole season and do it without asking me. Tapping out. Over. Ah, stay strong, Katie. And stay tuned after the finale to see the crew reunite on Watch What Happens Live, minus Lexi, of course. The Below Deck Mediterranean finale sets sail tonight at 9 on Bravo. Trivia. And lastly today, the answer to our trivia question. Simu Liu made his first big screen appearance as an extra in what 2013 blockbuster? Iron Man 3, Fast and Furious 6, or Pacific Rim? You can always find this answer in the drift. The answer is Pacific Rim. In fact, the Guillermo del Toro film was Liu's only film appearance until Shang-Chi and the Legend of the Ten Rings this year. Well, that is going to do it for today's episode. We'll have more news and must-see picks for you tomorrow, so be sure to follow or subscribe to What to Watch so you don't miss our daily recommendations, more of which can be found at EW.com. I'm senior TV editor Jared Hall. You can find us on Twitter at EW and at Jared Hall. Thanks so much for listening, and have a great day. What to Watch. Today's episode of What to Watch was written by Tyler Aquilina, edited and produced by Joshua Heller, hosted and produced by Jared Hall, and executive produced by Shana Naomi Crockmall.